Section 22 of Great Epochs in American History, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA. Great Epochs in American History, Volume 1. Voyages of Discovery and Early Explorations, 1000 A.D. to 1682, by Francis Whiting Halsey. Section 22. The Expedition of Coronado to the Southwest, 1540-1541. Coronado's Own Account. At length I arrived at the valley of the people called Caracones, the twenty-sixth day of the month of May, and from Culiacan until I came thither, I could not help myself, save only with a great quantity of bread of maize, for seeing the maize and the fields were not yet ripe, I was constrained to leave them all behind me. In this valley of the Caracones we found more store of people than in any other part of the country which we had passed, and great store of tillage but I understood that there was store thereof in another valley called the Lord's Valley, which I would not disturb with force, but sent thither Melchior Diaz with wares of exchange to procure some, and to give the said maize to the Indians, our friends, which we brought with us, and to some others that had lost their cattle on the way, and were not able to carry their victuals so far which they brought from, it pleased God that we got some small quantity of maize with this traffic, whereby certain Indians were relieved and some Spaniards. And by that time that we were come to this valley of the Caracones, some ten or twelve of our horses were dead through weariness, for being overcharged with great burdens, and having but little meat, they could not endure the travel. Likewise, some of our Negroes and some of our Indians died here, which was no small want unto us for the performance of our enterprise. They told me that this valley of the Caracones is five days' journey from the western sea. I sent for the Indians of the sea coast to understand their estate, and while I stayed for them, the horses rested, and I stayed there four days, in which space the Indians of the sea-coast came unto me, which told me that two days sailing from their coast of the sea, there were seven or eight islands right over against them, well inhabited with people, but badly furnished with victuals, and were a rude people. And they told me that they had seen a ship pass by not far from the shore, which I wot not what to think whether it were one of those that went to discover the country, or else a ship of the Portugals. But after we had passed these thirty leagues, we found fresh rivers and grass like that of Castile, and especially of that sort which we called Scaramoyo, many nut-trees and mulberry-trees, but the nut-trees differ from those of Spain in the leaf, and there was flax, but chiefly near the banks of a certain river, 
which therefore we called el rio del lino that is to say the river of flax we found no indians at all for a day's travel but afterward four indians came out unto us in peaceful manner saying that they were sent even to that desert place to signify unto us that we were welcome and that the next day all the people would come out to meet us on the way with victuals and the master of the field gave them a cross willing them to signify to those of their city that they should not fear and they should rather let the people stay in their houses because i came only in the name of his majesty to defend and aid them and this done fernando alvardo returned to advise me that certain indians were come unto them in peaceable manner and that two of them stayed for my coming with the master of the field whereupon i went unto them and gave them beads and certain short slokes willing them to return unto their city and bid them to stay quiet in their houses and fear nothing and this done i sent the master of the field to search whether there were any bad passage which the indians might keep against us and that he should take and defend it until the next day that i should come thither so he went and found in the way a very bad passage and might have sustained a very great harm wherefore there he seated himself with his company that were with him and that very night the indians came to take that passage to defend it and finding it taken they assaulted our men there and as they tell me they assaulted them like valiant men although in the end they retired and fled away for the master of the field was watchful and was in order with his company the indians in token of retreat sounded on a certain small trumpet and did no hurt among the spaniards the very same night the master of the field certified me hereof whereupon the next day in the best order that i could i departed in so great want of victual that i thought that if we should stay one day longer without food we should all perish for hunger especially the indians for among us all we had not two bushels of corn wherefore it behooved me to prike forward without delay the indians here and there made fires and were answered again afar off as orderly as we for our lives could have done to give their fellows understanding how we marched and where we arrived as soon as i came within sight of this city of granada i sent don garcias lopez campemaster friar daniel and friar luis and fernando vermizzo somewhat before with certain horsemen to seek the indians and advertise them that our coming was not to hurt them but to defend them in the name of the emperor our lord according as his majesty had given us in charge which message was delivered to the inhabitants of that country by an interpreter but they like arrogant people made small account thereof because we seemed very few in their eyes and that they might destroy us without any difficulty and they struck friar luis with an arrow on the gown which by the grace of god did him no harm 
in the mean space i arrived with all the rest of the horsemen and footmen and found in the fields a great sort of the indians which began to shoot at us with their arrows and because i would obey your will and the command of the marques i would not let my people charge them forbidding my company which entreated me that they might set upon them in any wise to provoke them saying that that which the enemies did was nothing and that it was not meet to set upon so few people on the other side the indians perceiving that we stirred not took great stomach and courage unto them insomuch that they came hard to our horses heels to shoot at us with their arrows whereupon seeing that it was now time to stay no longer and that the friars also were of the same opinion i set upon them without any danger for suddenly they fled part to the city which was near and well fortified and other into the field which way they could shift and some of the indians were slain and more had been if i would have suffered them to have been pursued but considering that hereof we might reap but small profit because the indians that were without were few and those which were retired into the cities with them which stayed within at the first were many where the victuals were whereof we had so great need i assembled my people and divided them as i thought best to assault the city and i compassed it about and because the famine which were sustained suffered no delay myself with certain of these gentlemen and soldiers put ourselves on foot and commanded that the crossbows and harquebusiers should give the assault and should beat the enemies from the walls that they might not hurt us and i assaulted the walls on one side where they told me there was a scaling ladder set up and that there was one gate but the crossbowmen suddenly brake the strings of their bows and the harquebusiers did nothing at all for they came thither so weak and feeble that scarcely they could stand on their feet and by this means the people that were aloft on the walls to defend the town were no way hindered from doing us all the mischief they could so that twice they stroke me to the ground with infinite number of great stones which they cast down and if i had not been defended with an excellent good headpiece which i wore i think it had gone hardly with me nevertheless my company took me up with two small wounds in the face and an arrow sticking in my foot and many blows with stones on my arms and legs and thus i went out of the battle very weak i think that if don garcias lopez de cardenas the second time that they struck me to the ground had not succored me with striding over me like a good knight i had been in far greater danger than i was but it pleased god that the indians yielded themselves unto us and that this city was taken and such store of maize was found therein as our necessity required it remaineth now to certify your honor of the seven cities and of the kingdoms and provinces whereof the father provincial made report unto your lordship and to be brief i can assure your honor 
he said the truth in nothing that he reported but all was quite contrary saving only the names of the cities and great houses of stone for although they be not wrought with turquoises nor with lime or bricks yet are they very excellent good houses of three or four or five lofts high wherein are good lodgings and fair chambers with ladders instead of stairs and certain cellars under the ground very good and paved which were made for winter they are in manner like stoves and the ladders which they have for their houses are all in a manner movable and portable which are taken away and set down when they please and they are made of two pieces of wood with their steps as ours be the seven cities are seven small towns all made with these kind of houses that i speak of and they stand all within four leagues together and they are all called the kingdom of Sibola, and every one of them have their particular name and none of them is called Sibola, but altogether they are called Sibola. and this town which i call a city i have named granada as well because it is somewhat like unto it as also in remembrance of your lordship in this town where i now remain there may be some two hundred houses all compassed with walls and i think that with the rest of the houses which are not so walled they may be together five hundred there is another town near us which is one of the seven and it is somewhat bigger than this and another of the same bigness that this is of and the other four are somewhat less and i send them all painted unto your lordship with the voyage and the parchment wherein the picture is was found here with other parchments the people of this town seem unto me of a reasonable stature and witty yet they seem not to be such as they should be of that judgment and wit to build these houses in such sort as they are for the most part they go all naked except their privy parts which are covered and they have painted mantles like those which i send unto your lordship they have no cotton wool growing because the country is cold yet they wear mantles thereof as your honour may see by the show thereof and true it is that there was found in their houses certain yarn made of cotton wool they wear their hair on their heads like those of mexico and they are well nurtured and conditioned and they have turquoises i think good quantity which with the rest of the goods which they had except their corn they had conveyed away before i came thither for i found no women there nor no youth under fifteen years old nor no old folks about sixty saving two or three old folks who stayed behind to govern all the rest of the youth and men of war there were found in a certain paper two points of emeralds and certain small stones broken which are in color somewhat like granites very bad and other stones of crystal which i gave one of my servants to lay up to send them to your lordship 
and he hath lost them, as he telleth me. We found here guinea-cocks, but few. The Indians tell me that in these seven cities that they eat them not, but that they keep them only for their feathers. I believe them not, for they are excellent good, and greater than those of Mexico. The season which is in this country, and the temperature of the air, is like that of Mexico. For some time it is hot, and some time it raineth, but hitherto I never saw it rain, but once there fell a little shower with wind, as they are wont to fall in Spain. The snow and cold are wont to be great, for so say the inhabitants of the country, and it is very likely so to be, both in respect to the manner of the country, and by the fashion of their houses and their furs and other things which this people have to defend them from cold. There is no kind of fruit, nor trees of fruit. The country is all plain, and is on no side mountainous, albeit there are some hilly and bad passages. There are some store of fowls. The cause thereof is the cold, and because the mountains are not near. Here is no great store of wood, because they have wood for their fuel sufficient, four leagues off, from a wood of small cedars. There is most excellent grass within a quarter of a league hence, for our horses as well to feed them in pasture, as to mow and make hay, whereof we stood in great need, because our horses came hither so weak and feeble. The victuals which the people of this country have is maize, whereof they have great store, and also small white peas and venison, which by all likelihood they feed upon, though they say no, for we found many skins of deer, of hares, and conies. They eat the best cakes that ever I saw, and everybody generally eateth of them. They have the finest order and way to grind that we ever saw in any place. And one Indian woman of this country will grind as much as four women of Mexico. They have most excellent salt in kernel, which they fetch from a certain lake a day's journey from hence. The kingdom of Totontiac, so much extolled by the father provincial which said that there were such wonderful things there, and such great matters, and that they made cloth there, the Indians say is an hot lake, about which are five or six houses, and that there were certain other, but that they are ruinated by war. The kingdom of Maratha is not to be found, neither have the Indians any knowledge thereof. The kingdom of Akus is one only small city, where they gather cotton, which is called Akuku. This is a town whereinto the kingdom of Akus is converted. Beyond this town they say there are other small towns which are near to a river, which I have seen and have had report of by the relation of the Indians. I would to God I had better news to write unto your lordship, Nevertheless, I must say the truth, and as I wrote to your lordship from Culiacan, 
I am now to advertise your honor as well of the good as of the bad. Yet this I would have you be assured, that if all the riches and the treasures of the world were here, I could have done no more in the service of his majesty and of your lordship than I have done in coming hither, whither you have sent me, myself and my companions, carrying our victuals upon our shoulders and upon our horses three hundred leagues, and many days going on foot travailing over hills and rough mountains, with other troubles which I cease to mention, neither purpose I to depart unto the death. If it please his majesty and your lordship, that it shall be so. Three days after this city was taken, certain Indians of these people came to offer me peas, and brought me certain turquoises and bad mantles, and I received them in his majesty's name with all the good speeches that I could devise, certifying them of the purpose of my coming into this country, which is in the name of his majesty, and by the commandment of your lordship, that they and all the rest of the people of this province should become Christians, and should know the true God for their Lord, and receive his majesty for their king and earthly sovereign. And herewithal they returned to their houses, and suddenly the next day they set in order all their goods and substance, their women and children, and fled to the hills, leaving their towns as it were abandoned, wherein remain very few of them. When I saw this within eight or ten days after being recovered of my wounds, I went to the city, which I say to be greater than this where I am, and found there some few of them, to whom I said that they should not be afraid, and that they should call their governor unto me, albeit for as much as I can learn or gather. None of them hath any governor, for I saw not there any chief house, whereby any preeminence of one over another might be gathered. I would have sent your lordship with this dispatch many musters of things which are in this country, but the way is so long and rough that it is hard for me to do so. Nevertheless, I send you twelve small mantles, such as the people of this country are wont to wear, and a certain garment also which seemeth unto me to be well made. I kept the same because it seemed to me to be excellent well wrought, because I believe that no man ever saw any needlework in these Indies, except it were since the Spaniards inhabited the same. I send your lordship also two clothes painted with the beasts of the country, although, as I have said, the picture be very rudely done, because the painter spent but one day in drawing of the same. I have seen other pictures on the walls of the houses of this city with far better proportion and better made. I send your honor one oxhide, certain turquoises, two earrings of the same, and fifteen combs of the Indians, and certain tablets set with these turquoises, and two small baskets made of wicker, whereof the Indians have great store. I send your lordship also two rolls, which the women in these parts are wont to wear on their heads, 
when they fetch water from their wells, as we used to do in Spain. And one of these Indian women, with one of these rolls on her head, will carry a pitcher of water without touching the same with her hand up a ladder. I send you also a muster of the weapons wherewith these people are wont to fight, a buckler, a mace, a bow, and certain arrows, among which are two with points of bones, the like whereof, as these conquerors say, have never been seen. Footnote from Coronado's letter to Mendoza, dated August 3, 1540, Mendoza being Viceroy of Mexico, by whom Coronado had been sent out. Coronado's expedition was a great disappointment to all concerned in it, inasmuch as it resulted in failure to find the fabled seven cities of Cibola. He had three hundred Spaniards with him and eight hundred Indians. Instead of finding great towns, as promised by Marcos and others, he discovered only a poor village of two hundred people, situated on a rocky eminence. The expedition, however, in spite of this failure, remains one of the most important exploring expeditions ever undertaken in America. Opinions differ as to how far north Coronado went, some maintaining that he reached a point north of the boundary line between Kansas and Nebraska. His letter was printed by Hakluyt in Volume 3 of his Voyages, and may be found in the Old South leaflets. Mr. Thwaites says of the expedition, quote, Disappointed but still hoping to find the country of gold, Coronado's gallant little army, frequently thinned by death and desertion, for three years beat up and down the southwest wilderness, now thirsting in the deserts, now pinned up in gloomy canyons, now crawling over pathless mountains, suffering the horrors of starvation and of despair, but following this will of the wisp with a melancholy perseverance seldom seen in man save when searching for some mysterious treasure. Coronado apparently twice crossed the state of Kansas, though mighty plains and sandy heaths, says the chronicler of the expedition, smooth and wearisome and bare of wood. All that way the plains are as full of crookback oxen, buffaloes, as the mountain Serena in Spain is of sheep. They were a great succor for the hunger and want of bread which our people stood in. One day it rained in that plain a great shower of hail as big as oranges, which caused many tears, weaknesses, and vows. The wanderer ventured as far as the Missouri, and would have gone still further eastward, but for his inability to cross the swollen river. Cooperating parties explored the upper valleys of the Rio Grande and Gila, ascended the Colorado for 240 miles above its mouth, and visited the Grand Canyon of the same river. Coronado at last returned, satisfied that he had been victimized by the idle tales of travelers. He was rewarded with contumely and lost his place as governor of New Galicia. 
but his romantic march stands in history as one of the most remarkable exploring expeditions of modern times. Francisco Vasquez de Coronado was born at Salamanca in Spain about 1500 and died in Mexico sometime after 1542. He is believed to have gone to Mexico in 1535 with Mendoza the Viceroy, who in 1539 made him governor of a province. In the footnote, end of section 22, recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA.